Uh, if you're watching TikTok Live, you might be wondering what this is here for. Um, if the cat chooses to join us and hang out, she'll probably end up laying in that. You might be wondering why there's a dice tray in the cat bed, and that's because she lays in the dice tray. We won't lay in the bed, but we'll lay in the bed if the dice tray is in the bed. So that's where we're at. <sighs> this whole cat thing really is just kind of a... She's a, she's a piece of work, I can tell you that much. I mean, yeah, she's a cat, she's gonna do what she wants. Yeah, it's... It, I get her these nice things, and, and then she doesn't use them. Yeah, cats don't care what you do, what you want. If it was a dog, the dog would love the bed. Even if it, like, you had a Great Dane and you bought this bed, the dog would love it. Yeah, the, the, the Great Dane might be able to fit its ass on the bed. Maybe. Ted. Maybe. Good, good pillow for the Great Dane. Well, uh, welcome to <laughs> episode two of the Dungeon Bros podcast. I am uh, almost said I was Sam. <laughs> Hi, I'm, I'm Sam. Connor. I'm Connor. If you're if you're listening to this, uh, we are we are recording right now on TikTok Live. You can find us there. Uh, you can follow our TikTok page, uh, Dungeon Bros YT. Set notifications up, and then you can be there for the live recording of the podcast, as well as uh, be able to comment any questions that we can answer during the show. You can find this podcast on YouTube, Apple, Google, Spotify, uh, Pandora, the whole array. You can find our Discord. You get, ooh, the cat has graced us with her presence. How wonderful. You can, you can join our Discord server. Uh, link to that is in the link tree mm -hmm. in the TikTok page, as well as follow us on Twitter, at Dungeon Bros. But with, that, with all of that out of the way... Jester has decided to join us as we record. She's laying down in her bed. That is wonderful. Gracing us with her presence. Always indeed, good. Indeed. Always good. Uh, Samuel. Connor. To piggyback off of our conversation from last episode. Yes, we had many. Go uh, go ahead and, and remind me of which one that was. Specifically the hot dog sandwich menu debate. Okay. Not necessarily the same conversation or the same realm. I, I would say it's the same realm. Maybe not the same exact conversation, but I, I want to pose a question to you. Okay. Is cereal a soup? While there can, well, there, there is an argument to be made that cereal is a soup, it would be a, a bold person uh, to go offering people soup for breakfast and then giving mm. them cereal. Mm, mm, mm. Um, I don't know who the psychopath that is serving their family soup for breakfast is, but I don't approve of them. I, and, I don't either. And much like in the hot dog sandwich debate, I feel like we we really need to drill down on the, if we're going by technicality, by form, yes, it is a soup, I would say. The only stipulation being if you require a soup to be warm. In which case, maybe certain types of oatmeal could be considered a soup, but then not cereal, unless you're like crazy and you like heat up your milk before you go and eat your cereal. You must remember, though, that not all soups are served warm. Mm. You're forgetting the gazpacho. The gazpacho. The gazpacho, a mm. cold tomato based soup. Mm. 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 AKA tomato juice, <laughs> <laughs> as I like to call it. So is that all you have to say on the subject? I, yeah, I think we're, unfortunately, we're in the same realm here as, um, mm. first off, I don't like soup. I don't either. I'm not a soup. It's a, I'm, I'm very anti warm liquids in general. Well, yes, I do know that. Um, the coffee, no. The hot chocolate, no. The tea, no. The soup, no. Now, where I make the exception 
is that line in soup where it crosses over from being a soup into being a chowder, hmm. where you get a certain level of thickness to it, almost like a gravy. Okay. Then I can allow it. I do enjoy a clam chowder. What about corn chowder? I mean, I would assume if it is chowdered as a, as a clam chowder, where it's more thick and viscous, a borderline liquid solid, then yes, I would be. I would, I would probably be okay with a corn corn what about chowder a stew. You know, it's it's still very liquidous, but does have those big solid bits in it. Now, the stew is also an interesting matter where the stew is more akin to hot solids suspended in a hot viscous liquid mm. or even simply topped as a sauce. I've had many stews that, are, that can be served on a plate because they are simply just chunks of both meat and veg. That have been stewed together and the resultant liquid becoming a thick viscous sauce poured over top of them. You know what I mean? I do. I, I do. Inst- and I'm getting what I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down That's as good. they say in the olden days. That's good. That's good. Um, That's good. I also noticed that uh, Jester right now is loving to play with your pencil and yes. try and drink your water as well. <laughs> He's quite interested in what's going on. That's very, That's very entertaining. But since I segued to Jester. Yes. I have another question to pose to you. Okay. We could, we could, we could both in this hypothetical. We could be on our own, or we could be a tag team. That's okay. up to you. Weird way to start, but go for how it. How many jesters? How many of these one-year-old kitten cats with their claws intact would mm. it take to kill one of us? To kill one of us, or the pair of us, or the pair of us? Whichever, um, whichever one you want to go. Do you want to go one-on-one? Do you want to go? How long can you, Sam Holcomb, go against one of a uh, group of cats, uh, specifically named Jester with the same personality as this cat? Assuming that the cats uh, are upset and have a reason to be going after so an individual. The, the cats are aggressing us. They, they are aggressive for whatever reason. Are we going, is it going to be like um, uh, uh, standard like, or like 2D tower defense where it's one at a time until we get overrun? Or is this more like bullet storm? I am imagining Hunger Games style where you are in a tube, where you're in a room by yourself, you step on the platform and you get raised up into an arena. Okay. Uh, I, I would say this arena, indoor basketball court. Indoor basketball court? Yeah. The out-of-bounds lines being walls. Okay. That, you are, that are impenetrable until either you are dead or the cats are also eliminated. I would say that, that I could handle, I think... You see, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. tough. They got um, they got the strength in numbers. Now you have to now you have to infer like the intelligence of a group of cats. Are they going to be able to strategize? Are they going to be able to be like, look, I'm going to go for the Achilles, try and snap that tendon. This guy's not going to be able to walk around anymore. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I don't know if cat, they might luck into that. You know, like that, like in this combat encounter, they would have to roll, obviously, and right. that would that would be one of the factors influencing that roll. I would say. Um, I would say that. Um... Honestly, I don't think that's that high of a number of cats. Of, Are we talking a dozen? I'm thinking... Like a but, litter? Like six? I'm thinking that uh, probably somewhere around... I'd imagine 20 to 25. 20 to 25. 20 to 25. Um, and that's, you know, that's assuming that these cats mm-hmm. are hunting as a pack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't think it's going to be quick either. I think it's going to be at least... Uh, 
you're bleeding out to death. You're not, they're not getting yeah. a killing blow on you. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. They, 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 they start digging in, they get a good mm-hmm. nick in mm-hmm. on, uh, on an artery or something. Yeah. I believe that I would be able to take one because I wouldn't be able to kill it because I love cats too much. Mm. Uh, real answer, at least 50. Like I'm going to be, I'm a large human being. You are a large human being. I've got large feet as well. And this isn't going to be a euphemism for anything. I have large feet. I like size 15 shoe. Once one hard like fucking stomp down, and I'm taking out at least one to two cats every single time. Mm. If they're if they're swarming and they're coming at me, and I'm and I'm just fucking punching and I'm kicking and I'm stomping, the the number of cats that I think I could take would be in the multiples of dozens. Multiples easily, of dozens. Easily, easily. I would argue, based on just like sheer vol, like how many how many can be realistically attacking you at once. You got a couple that are jumping up on you. You're going to have a lot that are biting at your legs. Mm-hmm. Maybe a dozen can be hitting you at any time. It's fair. it's fair. How long can you handle a dozen cats clawing, biting, just trying to fuck your shit up consistently? Because you're going to be breaking necks. You're going to be stomping them out. You're going to just be eviscerating these creatures. And much like, much like the Spartans... Or any other great uh, army from long past, another one's going to be right there, ready to take its place. Right, and I you think know? I think the the real point is when I think you'll hang you'll hang you know you'll hang in there for a little bit, being you know it's like you said, stomping, breaking necks. But it's mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. it's when you get to you know you raise your foot up and and the cat you know one or two cats jump on you at that point, or maybe one rushes and hits you at the other foot. Mm-hmm. It's when you go down. Yeah, as yes. soon as you, you get on the ground, up. I think that's going to be. I think you may be able to scramble up mm-hmm. once, but I think that's pretty much going to be the turning point of yeah. the match. Yeah. You get one. You get you get one knockdown for free. You're probably going to be able to recover from that. That second knockdown is probably where the cats are going to be able to secure the W. Mm. I agree with that. I think that that number for me would be over a hundred. Over a hundred. Over a hundred. It's um. That's bold. It is, it is bold. It is bold. I think it's bold. And if I, if I were in this situation in real life, I'm confident that I wouldn't hit that number simply because I like cats too much. Fair. But in a, in a ruthless, cold-hearted, no emotions way, easily 100. Okay. Easily 100. Easily 100. I feel like between the two of us, you know, go back to back with this shit. 200, 500. I think like f- if, we're, if we're guarding each other's backs and we're, and we're able to like steady each other so that we're not hitting the ground in the first place, I mean... I feel like we could take the, the the cats would crash upon us wave upon wave, uh, like like the ocean on uh, the shores of Ireland, the large cliff faces. Like it's over time, it'll erode, but they're going to still be standing strong there. Moving on, moving on, <laughs> um, moving on. One last one last uh, interstitial here. Okay. Now again, ostensibly, this is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Ostensibly, ostensibly, and this is where we go from the. Uh, Sam and Connor are dicking around portion and we're going to segue our way into the D&D portion by uh, a question that you posed to me in the kitchen a couple days ago. <laughs> yes, yes. That that offended me to my core. Would you would you care to ask that question? Absolutely. So, let's let's imagine we're in a world where the D&D spells exist. If you were trying to cast one of the dominate spells, remember the spells are dominate beast, dominate person or dominate monster, what which of those spells would you have to cast to successfully dominate a an individual uh while they were in their fursona full-on fursona we're talking like mascot head style full body suit fursona like like butt plug with a tail fursona yes yes 
That is that is where we are. That is that is the kind of situation so, we have found ourselves in. That is a terrible situation. That is a situation that I would not wish upon any of my enemies uh, or friends. But oddly, your lovers. No, no, I would not. No, I would not. Really, this comes down to to two schools of thought for me. I have my logical school of thought, and then I have um, and then I have what 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 I feel in my heart. You know okay. what 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 I what my visceral like what I'm what I'm feeling in my balls reaction. You know, first I'll go with the logical route because that's less entertaining. Uh, obviously, these people are in costumes. It's dominate person. Dominate person. It's dominate person. Mm. That is that is what logic would dictate for me. My heart, my balls, my gut. Uh, it says it would be dominate monster because these people are mon- monstrosities. They, I, I don't think they deserve a place in civilized society. And uh, I also somewhat hope that my sarcasm is coming through a little bit. I was going to say. Um, um, but at the same time, they dominate monster. They're monsters to me. I, I just, I can't, I can't understand the kind of person that looks at a man or woman or what be you in an animal suit and thinks, yep, yep, that's what I want to be with. That's, that's what I want to get down with. You know, what person watches Zootopia and sees Judy or sees Nick and says, yeah, yeah, I want to get with that. It's an animal. No, I don't No, No, thank you. Is it anthropomorphized? Yes. Yes, it is. Are they trying to make it seem human and feel human to you? Yes. Yes, they are. I'm not going to have it. I'm not going to have it. Mm, okay. This is, this, this is where I draw my hard line in the sand. You know? So you're saying that no one should go through our TikTok page and try to find a video about Urukai. Urukai are different. Mm. Orcs are different. They're not. They're not anthropomorphized animals. They are their own being, much in the same way that a tiefling is not an anthropomorphized animal. That is also why not a big fan of the tabaxi. Not you... as big of a fan of the turtle, but I feel like the turtle isn't as hypersexualized as you would get out of a tabaxi. Or um, what is it? The 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 lion people that are in the Theros book. Mm. Not a fan. Not a fan of them. I don't think I would ever play a Tabaxi. I think it's fun to like theorycraft about. Ooh, what's the like fastest D and D character you could ever have? Oh, obviously it's going to be a Tabaxi because they got all the speed and they got the ability that makes them double their speed and all that. I don't know if uh, I don't I don't I don't know how I would feel about playing in a group that had a tabaxi you know i'd have to i would have to probably do a little bit of introspection a little bit both as a player and the character that i'm playing mm. you know just but- a quick reminder to our friends <laughs> out there uh connor's views do not reflect uh, uh the the views of dungeon bros youtube no we we don't judge anybody no of, of course not this is all hyperbole this is all this is all hyperbole. If you want to dress up in a, a, an animal costume and have sex with each other, it's no skin off my back. We, um, are, we are. This is a. This is what I like to call a bit, a yes, character, yes, even. Yes. Uh, Unfortunately, but, I don't think people know our our tones and uh, habits as of yet. So, um, very good. That that warning's just in there. Yep. Get the get all the get all the hate comments in, and then the disclaimer, so that we get the extra interaction in the Indeed. in the comment section. So. Yes. Furries. Furries. Dominate person, dominate beast, dominate monster. I, I will also start with my logical, which is, yes, dominate person. They Obviously. are humanoids. They are humans. Exactly. They are humanoids. Um, I think I think the amusing answer is, of course, dominate beast, because they mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. enacting 
as a beast. Um, yes. But I, I think Dominate Monster works just fine because Dominate Monster will work on any of those. That is fair. That is fair. Dominate Monster is the one that supersedes the others. That it is does. a good point. It does. Um, one thing that just popped in my head right now, in this hypothetical world where these D&D spells are available to us in the modern in modern society where furries exist, do you think that furries would even exist? Or would they simply become lycanthropes? If we were in a world where the D&D spells currently exist, I, I think that they're... I think they would not exist, but for the reason that more people would be into more things with the access to more things to be into. Mm. When you have things like Disguise Self, when you have things like True Polymorph, when you have things like Lycanthropy, and presumably a, a controllable Lycanthropy. Interesting. Interesting. Um, oh, I'm sure there are plenty that would go without any of the control as well. True. But, you know, a, a lot of people didn't know they were into a lot of things until they had access to uh, the Internet. So hmm. Hmm. that old it's that old webcomic of you looking at the looking at something. You're like, oh, my God, who could be into that shit? I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, achievement unlocked new kink and all that. Yep. 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 But this is ostensibly a D&D podcast. Ostensibly. Ostensibly, Ost- some would say. Yes. Um, we do have we do really only have one major topic of discussion today. Our, one of our friends, Natalie, she sent me a link to a, a Screen Rant article, a live play D&D television show on G4 that'll be airing as this posts. It'll already have been out for two days, yeah. Monday, November 22nd uh, on the G4 network. Now, G4, some of you might know from back in the early 2000s, a television cable channel specifically dedicated to video games and video game news and pop culture and all of that uh, died out late 2000s, early 2010s, and they are trying to do a resurgence with the G4 name. We could get into the nitty-gritty, but we'll save that. Zam, 10,000-foot view. What do you think? I think this is an interesting move to create this style of, of show as well as to put it on TV. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't want to say it's a backward step to put it on TV because TV is obviously still very popular as as you uh, being yes, somebody who I, works in TV. I do work in television, yeah. But considering how much, you know, streaming services there are, how YouTube is as as popular as it is. Mm-hmm. Twitch, YouTube. Twitch, YouTube. Um, the popularity. Of, there, there's a million live play D&D shows right now that are obviously the proving the business model for this, supposedly. Supposedly. Yeah, that's that's kind of my view is it's an interesting move i'm i'm expecting there to be at least two seasons i don't know if it would go beyond that hmm. what are you what are your thoughts well my my main gripe with this really comes down to less so cable television which is dwindling in popularity but there are alternatives opening up uh, i know that playstation had its own like playstation i believe it was view uh, you have your YouTube TVs. You have all of these options to get cable replacement services through the internet. My big issue is with G4, okay. the branding. Um, I'm I'm still shocked that G4 has chosen to return in general. Uh, I, I feel like it was a brand that served its purpose, eventually started to dwindle in viewership, attaining the rights to uh, American Ninja Warrior, or at the time ninja warrior mm. and they started to just do that like eight to ten hours a day 
and then occasionally have video game content. And then it just kind of, it, it got less and less popular. So G4 as a product as a whole, I feel like is going to fail. And thus I feel like this show will also fail. But that is not to say that I think the game is going to be bad. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of big name uh, talent on the yes. show. Just to run, I'm going to give a quick rundown here. The DM is going to be a man named uh, B. Dave Walters of uh, D&D, what is it? The D&D Darkened Wish show. Uh, he is also the DM of Black Dice Society and works on Idol, Ga- or, uh, Idol Champions Presents. He's a lead designer as well of Into the Motherlands RPG. He's got a lot of D- uh, dungeon mastering bona fides. Seems to be popular in other shows uh, that I have not seen. I do recognize some of the names here. I, I will say I have I did while well, he was on um, Dimension Twenty when they did Pirates of mm. Leviathan. Very enjoyable to watch on there. Very good. Um, so I, I recognize him. Very good. Quick rundown of the players. Uh, there's really only two names on here that I recognize uh, for different reasons. Uh, one of them, content creator uh, Kasim. Oh, I'm so sorry. G. Kasim Garibe. Kasim G. Um, just an internet content creator. Don't really know anything about them. Next is esports commentator Indiana Black. Uh, esports. Interesting. Background. Don't know anything about them. Uh, one, the two people I do know about are uh, comedian uh, Ify Nwadwi. Again, another name. I apologize. Ify N. Uh, I know so, there are some uh, online content creators that I'm a fan of that have talked about Ify and their content before. Seems like something that I could get behind. Uh, and then finally, uh, fourth, a content creator, uh, Fiona Nova. Fiona is formerly of Achievement Hunter and Rooster Teeth, who ended up leaving due to some... Uh, issues with how she had been treated by the company you can look into all of that i'm not here to we're not here to discuss any of that Uh, but that's where i know her from i know her content from when she was with achievement hunter and i thought she was very entertaining she did a lot of stuff with them for board games and definitely has a very uh big personality that i think goes really well with role playing and uh, dungeons and dragons all in all core five i love that it's a four person table Mm. keeping it tight keeping it close if you want those bigger tables obviously critical role seven to eight players most weeks uh dimension 20 even getting five plus in a lot of their games i think this is more reflective of what an actual real life D table will end up being mm-hmm. that i feel like i think you and i have both discussed and kind of come to that like three to five player range is really that bread and butter for D, at least how it's designed yeah it definitely uh you get too many people in there and nobody gets time to shine you get Honestly, even I've I've run games with three people, four people, five people, six people. Even three three for me is even a, a little a little hard depending on the group. But uh, yeah, it's definitely in that sweet spot there. I, I'm I'm interested in the part where the style of the show is going to be they play the game, mm-hmm. um, but then there will be parts where they will step out from behind the table and enact, mm-hmm. uh, do an improv scene more or less, mm-hmm. and that fact that they're going to pull all sorts of things be it you know individual encounters outrageous prompts npcs they're going to pull that actually uh from a twitch stream because they're also going to stream this on twitch and youtube mm-hmm. um prior to the 20 to november 20 or to the release on g4 yes yes uh if you are listening to this right now it is already too late to catch that uh, that was happening on the 19th but i do believe they're going to do it several days in advance of each broadcast appearance that is very interesting i do like that uh, the the idea of a proper Dungeons and Dragons show, uh, a live play game, your three four hours, your 
your your dimension 20s your critical roles that's been handled very very well at this point uh i look at this this is kind of a next evolution of uh dungeons and dragons life play content in general and i like that uh corridor digital uh, is doing their own dungeons and dragons show right now where they pl- have their live play sessions, and they record it. They get multiple camera angles. They get uh, angles on the uh, terrain itself. They set up this beautiful terrain board on their table that they play in for every session. And then they 3D scan the table to create a 3D virtual environment of uh, the game board that they have. And then bring that into like Unreal Engine, like the, the game engine software. And then green screen themselves in costume, acting out the things that had just happened in the game. And I feel like this is a, a more simple version of that. They're they're going really high tech. They're like VFX guys. They love messing with all this kind of stuff and just getting real crazy with it. But that kind of sounds like what this campaign is going to be a little bit. Viva La Dirt League uh, also does a and D game, which sim- which is similar, uh, but they just they kind of do it to the other extreme, not extreme, but like the other way of doing it where they play the game, then they pick out fun little interactions. Most of their social interactions actually. Mm-hmm. And then, cause they're playing in a world that they created for all, for the rest of their content. Mm-hmm. Um, cause they do, um, Epic NPC man. And they've created this whole world over like four years of filming these individual skits, making fun of how players interact with, video game worlds Mm -hmm. and they've Mm -hmm. taken the low level npcs that they've created for this world and put them into and now they're playing them in in this in this D &D game as characters and so then they put on their costumes that they have for that because that's they have they have a pretty high budget for a small skit style you know online content Yeah. yeah um and it's it's you know they act these out and they're very whimsical they 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 ham them up but oh yeah i mean if you're going to play D&D, what you, what's playing D&D without ham, hamming it up a little bit? You know? I'm excited. I'm probably not going to watch it. <laughs> probably not going to watch it unless they have, um, like, a, a replay on uh, YouTube. I'm sure they'll really. have, yeah. Ultimately, the, I, I think that the success or lack of in the show is going to come down to whether or not uh, G4 is going to be around long enough for this to stay relevant and compete in the marketplace that has all of these massive titans of uh, D&D live play. And also the glut of smaller content creators doing live play D&D. You know, your uh, your, your TikTok creator D&D campaigns, the Dungeons and Drakenheim with the Dungeon Dudes on YouTube. There's a lot of competition in this space and a project like this, I think, could find a lot of success on pretty much any other platform than traditional cable television. And that's that's the part where it just kind of has me scratching my head where, yes, G4 as a brand, as for what they talk about, as what the content that they like to make, that makes sense. But I just cannot wrap my head around going back to cable television, the thing that killed them. The thing that killed G4 was IGN, was early content creators making YouTube videos about video games, your game theory, your like kind of funny, or or like, there's a million 
there's a million online creators that replaced G4 entirely. And for them to try and go back to that business model instead of trying to evolve and make their content online content, um, I think is, is just dooming this thing to, to the fate that it had previously, which is irrelevance. You know, another thing I think that uh, could uh, uh, really affect and the style of how they're doing it is the community itself that decides to hone in on this. Uh, since they're doing it improv style with suggestions from the Twitch audience, as I, I myself have done, I did a couple years of improv. Is it a highlight in my life? It's not something we're talking about right now. It's anyway, not, it's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it a low light. That's for sure. Well, you came to one of my shows. I did come to one of your shows. It was fine. Yeah, good. That's it. All. Had it had it had college improv vibes. Which... Yeah. Except we were adults. Um, barely. One of the guys on my crew was almost fifty. I'm saying you're barely an adult. Oh, I'm barely an adult. No, I'm I'm just a child with a drinking license. Anyway, also same. Um, but the pro- a lot of the problem when it comes to improv is uh, people in the audience suck at giving suggestions. Do you know how many shows <laughs> I did where the suggestion was underwear? Yeah. Or carrots. Um, yeah. If you if you uh, the movie Ted uh, with Mark Wahlberg with Mark Wahlberg. And uh, the guy who does the voice of Family Guy, whose name escapes me right now, they have a whole bit about improv. They go to an improv show and they just shout out the most horrendous things when they ask for uh, for prompts. If that is something that could happen with real assholes in real life, <laughs> then opening that up to the internet where you have anonymity. Oh, yeah. There, there's either going to need to be a lot of moderation or they're just not going to take it <laughs> to... I'm sure there will be a, a lot of moderation, but man, once, you know, there's definitely going to be also, they're going to have to deal with uh, those people who just want their 15 minutes of fame. Be mm-hmm. like, I came up with the NPC Gigglebutt. Ah, yes. Gigglebutt. Big fan of Gigglebutt. Mm-hmm. Or Captain Revelry. <sighs> Captain of the Revelry. Anyway. Um, Thank you for that. I kind of, I, uh, I have, I have a few more talking points here, but I, I want to, I just want to get. You said you're excited. You said you're not going to watch this. No, but no chance. Do you think that this kind of show is something you could like? Is this something 100. when you could go back five years down the road and be like, "Damn, I wish I had watched this when it was on." Possibly. I'm. I'm not going to write that off. Uh, it's got. It's definitely got the talent behind it. Um, these are for the people that I do recognize, and from the the resume of the DM, uh, Dave Walters, B. Dave Walters. It's definitely going to be a quality program. It really just comes down to the fact that the distribution channels on this, on cable television, are not where the show's gonna succeed. And it might be one of those things that dies out and then it gets a cult following and comes back in a decade, but that's not what that's not what they want to do right now. They want to try and succeed right now, and they're putting in a lot of money and a lot of effort and a lot of talent into some projects that are just simply not going to end up working and not going to end up succeeding, not for any fault of the project themselves, but because of uh, the leadership and the decision to put it on television. <laughs> I mean, the people watching TV are not going to tune into G4. G4 existed in early internet and thrived in early internet where it would take like five minutes to load a YouTube video that may or may not have anything useful because there weren't content creators 
talking about the news in video games. You know, you we go to G4 for that. And then once YouTube started to take over that, and that's where the audience was. Hmm. And you really have to meet your audience where they are when, when you're making content. G4 is not doing that. That's what it boils down to for me. That's fair. Same idea, different topic. We have seen D&D represented in a number of other TV shows, mm-hmm. actual fictional TV shows. What do you, uh, I know you you and I have watched Community together. And yes, yes, we have. One of, the, one of the great uh, D&D episodes of any television show that is sadly not available on Netflix. Because um, <sighs> oh, of a drought. Second, the second All because of a drought. <laughs> um, but there's other shows. Uh, I know Buffy the Vampire Slayer had yep. a couple episodes with uh, D&D. Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. Stranger Things. It's like the whole premise. And uh, Big Bang Theory. There, I, I actually looked at a list earlier, and there are about eleven shows that notably have D and D centric episodes. Mm-hmm. Of the ones you've seen, which obviously we have said community, have, I I don't actually know. Have you watched Stranger Things? I watched the first season of Stranger Things. Okay, okay. Um, and that's where the D and D it left it left me rather under uh, underwhelmed. Mm. But it's also not my type of show. Really. That's fair. Yeah, a little uh, too sci fi for me. Ironically. <laughs> I don't know if you've watched Big Bang Theory, but mm-hmm. uh, they all all of these shows kind of simplify down D and D into the like, uh, those those key phrases those those hot those hot phrases um, that people will know. But, uh, yeah, they kind of boil them down to these uh, smaller chunks. If you were to be put as a writer on a TV show, and they're like, "All right, you have the D and D episode." Oh wow! What what kind of aspects of D and D would you want to include in that show? Mm. For example, in, in Stranger Things, they very much wanted to emphasize, you know, that you're a, a, a that there were minis on the field, and that the DM would plop down a big mini, and somebody could cast fireball. Um, in in Community, they much more focused on like the fact that you know people get into role play. There's a, there's a lot of variables here that we need to clear up. This is a television program. This is uh, either a television or a television style streamed show. So okay, so your your you gotta... twenty two to like forty minute episode. Yes, yes. Okay, so it's not going to be anything longer form where you can get into the nitty gritty. No. In that case, because it is a shorter format, obviously you're going to have to ditch as much of the mechanics as you can. Of course. You get You got to keep the roll a die at a number. And you can be like, hey, this is your D20. You roll this, and then you add that, and then you add whatever check I ask for, and then that's the number you tell me. Uh, You've got to include those mechanics. I think when it comes down to it, the people that... Well, it also... What kind of show are we talking? Is this a is this a comedy show? Is this a sketch show? Is this a like a, a we're gonna let's go say we're gonna say gonna say sitcom a sitcom sitcom yeah we're so sitcom. similar to similar to your community or Big Bang Theory style show community Big Bang Theory nine nine any of those yeah then at that point you have to focus on the role play aspect of it more than the combat because you need to you you really need to focus on the improv and the chaos that comes from both the dice roll and the individual players trying to make something happen your your classic but i'm a rogue and my alignment is chaotic neutral so i'll do whatever the fuck i want attitude you need to focus a little bit on that you need to focus on the i want to do this really really cool thing and they give this rich deep description of it and then they roll a three and how it fails and then obviously you're going to have to do it where you're actually cutting away to show these sitcom characters in their dungeons and dragons character attire and acting out what is happening 
you know, as if they were as if, you know, like cutting in and out, kind of getting the 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 player level and then diving into the character level, uh, somewhat akin to <laughs> this is a terrible comparison, uh, akin to the Monty Python and the Holy Grail, where it's, uh, a kid getting a bedtime story from his dad the whole time, hmm. or is that the Princess Bride? That's the Princess Bride. That's the Princess Bride. Oh my gosh. We need to watch those movies again. Yes. Those are great movies. The Princess Bride. So yeah, I would, I would probably focus on the role play and focus on the ramifications of wanting to do something cool and then not being able to succeed at it. Or wanting to do something really stupid that you're like, ah, we don't have to worry about it. I'm not going to. And then rolling a 19. And then it actually is happening. No. And then obviously the big boss encounter at the end of the episode is going to have to be resolved by someone being like, I'm going to drop a chandelier on it or just something really silly and anticlimactic. And it just works because they roll a 20. Now here's, here's the, the true, uh, the true test of your creativity. Oh boy. Do you I think was... this episode that you created for this sitcom would attract people to D and D? No. Okay. <laughs> no, that's not, that's not the point of these episodes. The point of these episodes, it raises awareness for D and D. All those episodes are always designed to really kind of just make dorky, nerdy characters seem dorky and nerdy and give the writers carte blanche to just be silly. And oftentimes the writers or the actors or the director, the creators of the show have played D&D and they just want to express their experience on the show. So I don't think it's meant to get people into D and D. I'm think not it's... asking about all of them. I'm asking about the one you write. Oh, the one I write? No, it's not <laughs> going to try and get people into D and D. Much like the. Oh, I'm the... not asking if it's going to try. I'm just saying, will it? No, no. I mean, it might. I don't. Do you think you I could can... write a show so exceptionally well? No, I'm not a writer. I'm an executor. <laughs> I, I when I when I say I work in television, I don't write anything. No. <laughs> I I write an email maybe. But you're a DM. A DM, yeah. But that doesn't mean that I write good dialogue. It's true. I've heard your dialogue. What do you mean? I don't do dialogue. I do one-sided improv conversation. There's a difference. Writing dialogue for television is so, so different from interaction. It still just means... Back and forth, but and write, forth. but writing dialogue, like both sides of it and having it be compelling and interesting is, is no easy feat. Is that is that the end of that thought? That's that's what I got for that. Okay, that's what I got. Let's take a let, let's check out the TikTok live and see if we got any more uh, questions, comments, concerns, thoughts, or ideas. Gerhamel says hi. Hi, Gerhamel. Hello, Gerhamel. That distant friend says, "What kind of vibe is this? Uh, this is chill vibe." Yeah, we're just we're just hanging out. If you wanted, if you want the vibes to be a bit more vibey, then you know, put on some lo-fi in the background. Ooh, that'd be good. We got a little, we got a little low. Oh, we have a little lo-fi ditty that we play at the beginning and the end of the episode, courtesy of our friend uh, Andy. You can find him at Shitsu Posting, Posting like the dog yep. Shitsu, on Twitter and TikTok and pretty much anywhere. Uh, we have is the book Fizzbin's Treasure of Dragons good? Yes, we yes. enjoy it. Go check out podcast number one to hear our yes. in depth thoughts uh, on it. Yes, episode one we talked about Fizzbin's Treasure of Dragons. We went into it. We're big fans. Uh, we currently have it up as a prop on our TikTok live. Uh, it's the most recent book, so it'll be here until probably we get our hands on uh, Strixhaven, which will be the next book we review, and there will be an entire podcast dedicated to that as well. Big fan. It, the the short of it is if you like if you like dragons and you're a dm it's a great book if you like dragons and you're a player 
you can skip it, but if you're really into it, you can go for it. If you love Dragonlance and you love D&D, you will love this book. Period. All right, and then real quick, we have LOL, free anime. What are your thoughts on Vanguard after your conversation, of course? Vanguard. Vanguard. What is Vanguard? I don't know. Like Call of Duty Vanguard? I don't know. That seems like a, 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 interesting for a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. We talk um, about a lot of things, though. Vanguard... For, if, in terms of Call of Duty, I have not played a Call of Duties in probably a decade. Uh, I do other shooters. As for, what are your thoughts on Vanguard? Lol, free anime. Get back to us on that. Yeah. What and, What is Van, What is Vanguard? Is this Is this a, a, Well, here's our thoughts. Uh, what is it? Yeah. <laughs> we would love to know. Feel free to f- feel free to write in. We also might just be dumb and missing the. Mm-hmm. It might be it should be on the tip of our tongue, but we can't. Gerhamel asks, which dragon is most likely to accept a belly rub? Ooh, it's that. Uh, it's the uh, lion drake. It's the lion drake. The yeah. lion drake, Gerhamel. Yeah. The, li- the lion drake. For, uh, we brought it up briefly in our uh, Fizzman's discussion. The lion drake, the goodest of boys. Yes. The goodest of boys, for sure. Um, Tall, pointy ears, gorgeous mane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very, very dog-like, uh, and cat-like. And cat-like. I would say, uh, in terms, uh, in terms of your standard dragon fare, uh, your wormlings. You're, you're not gonna get. You're not gonna belly rub an ancient dragon. No, no. They, uh, they have pride. They, they have way too much pride. A wormling. I, I don't have any lore or or D and D background knowledge to back any of this up, but I get the vibe that like. A silver or a white dragon would be much more um, accepting of a belly rub mm-hmm. than, say, a red or a black or gold. White, you know? white dragons are, are, I believe, the lowest intelligence of the dragon. Um, dragons, not to say they're dumb or anything, they're just um, mm. the, the least intellectuals. Indeed. Uh, if you want to put that closest to bestial. Fair. Um, I, I can allow that. I can allow that. Got anything else? No, that's that's it. The dis- that distant friend once again says, "Hello, hello, um, hello, hello." Do you have a question for us? I don't think so. There are two viewers currently on the TikTok live, and I am one of them. Well, that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. We're still learning this thing. We're still learning. We didn't announce it. We didn't announce. We it didn't. We didn't. We, we definitely didn't. need to. We definitely need to do the create an event thing next time because we kind of just did it. Yeah. We're still learning how to do this. We learn. Ooh. One thing, last time, several people were trying to uh, host our live stream. We erroneously thought that this meant they were going to uh, simul stream, much like in Twitch, where mm, you yes. can host other channels on your channel when they go live if you are not live. Uh, what that actually meant is they wanted to join the live stream in like a, a, a picture-in-picture or like a side-by-side like co-conversation thing. Uh, we will not be doing that. No. No, we not not for these style. Not for these. Not for these. Uh, we may do that for just us like hanging out and like shooting the shit, but that's that's not what we're going to do. But good. Mister is very interested in my water. Yeah, she's she's and now in the now she's okay. checking out our right. live stream view. Okay. That's that's good. Okay. Do you have do you have anything else you'd like to discuss tonight? Critical role. Critical role. I am two weeks behind. I uh, I'm working on episode four right now. Okay. Um. As we go, as this goes live, uh, episode six will be airing tomorrow. So I guess by then I would also be behind. Hello, Jester. <laughs> Thank you for uh, putting your tail on my face and your butt on my microphone. That was very, um, that was very nice of you. But uh, 
lots of interesting things going on in the Critical Role Campaign 3 world. Fre- fresh Cut Grass is a joy to behold by all. I would decimate regimes to keep Fresh Cut Grass safe. All right. Oh, we do have a uh, we do have a question on TikTok Live. Hello, bad guys are better. Uh, and bad guys are better says, "What is your favorite underrated monster?" Ooh, favorite underrated monster. I think so. I'll, I'll go ahead and start. Yes, um, please do. Please do. I just thought this. Uh, for me, it is the oozes. Uses, mm. I, you know, you get you get a lot of uh, the gelatinous cube the, that that gets a yeah. lot of hype. Yeah, you know, you get a little bit of black pudding hype here and there, and you get some low level ooze hype. But uh, you know, I'm I'm a big fan of the oozes. Um, a lot of them have some interesting uh, um, role role play opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, for mm-hmm. example, Ublex. Ublex. Um, Love an Ublex. Uh, they. Uh, can absorb memories from creatures and then mimic those creatures. Oozes in general are kind of my my favorite behind dragons. I would say are my favorite type of creature wow. for the potential. And I always am hoping for an ooze-based subclass. Interesting. And new material. But I've only ever found like D wiki dot Yeah. Yeah. Material. That's, that's a shame. I would say the animated blank category of creatures, your animated armors, your animated swords. Uh, if you watch the first episode of Campaign 3 for Critical Role, the animated table, the animated kitchen knife, the animated object in general, the animated object spell, mm. very underrated, very underrated. And simply taking, the, if you wanted to homebrew, just simply taking the stats out of that spell and then just animating a swarm of a handful of kitchen cutlery or uh, several suits of armor or even animating not to spoil anything a large a large creature skeleton that may or may not happen in my long-running campaign eventually but animated animated objects that are simply acting on instinct I, I i think are the animated armor your animated sword very underrated i love i love a good unsuspecting it's kind of like a mimic hmm. where you think that it's just an object but instead of like ooh, it's a mimic it's like no it's the object and it wants to cut you <laughs> once had you know? a character killed by an animated broom wow well yeah along the same lines uh the carpets hmm. the trap carpets trap. those are good those are good or uh, there's in the Stipples Codex of Companions, there's the animated mug who mm. hates other animated objects and mm. will go out of its way to dump hot beverages on them. Mm. Very good. Very good. Uh, love an animated object. Very underrated. Very, very, very big fan. Mm-hmm. Well, Samuel. Connor. If uh, if you have nothing else to add. No, I think that's I think, uh, that's I think we're good. Job. I think we're, we're clocking this recorded about an hour, so it's probably going to be like a good 50-minute podcast. You can catch this podcast on YouTube as well as uh, most of your preferred podcast listening platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, Pandora. You can find us on TikTok at Dungeon Bros YT. In the description of our TikTok, you can find our link tree where you can join our Discord server. 
great place to contact us if you want to pretty much guarantee that your question is read on the podcast and answered by us. That is the fastest and most efficient way to do that. You can also find uh, the link to our Twitter, uh, at Dungeon Bros, YT. And uh, you can DM us there. Enjoy our uh, hilarious commentary on Twitter. Um, other than that, I think that I think that about wraps it up for episode yeah, two. Yeah, I think that uh, that is about all we have for today. Yes, uh, we will see you in two weeks' time when we post the next one. And hopefully our, our TikTok live will be better planned. We'll get, and, the, we'll get the word out there. Just oh, oh, buddy. Don't knock that over. Oh, she's like right in the face of the TikTok live right now. That is adorable. Okay. All right. It's been fun. See you next time. Peace out.